This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Cantobite Banthabites. We bet you can't have just one. Oh, zing. Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And we are the co-authors of a science fiction comedy book series called... Prison Dead! Starring the ineffable Leslie James Gum. So we've been, um, we've been on hiatus. Nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, we, it, it takes a long time to plan a podcast and life gets in the way. Yeah, we've been working on our books. We've been doing a bunch of events, um... More events than we usually do around this time of year, so we've just been busy with that and, um, you know, family stuff, family obligations. But uh, we're still here. We missed you guys, so uh, thought we'd uh, pop on and, and share some thoughts about the uh, very cool Solo movie. Right, right. But before we get into why you should go see Solo, if you haven't already, we need to take care of a couple event notifications we need to talk about. The first event that I would like to talk about is that we are going to be back at Coventry Con in Pottstown, PA. We did this event two years ago. We had a ton of fun at it, and um, we hope to see you there again this year. This year, it will be a two-day festival. It is free, because it's at a mall, Mallacon, if you yep, will. Mallacon. That's the story I'm working on right now. <laughs> So, if you're ready, uh, the Coventry Summer Con 2 will be on August 11th and 12th in, uh, in at the Coventry Mall in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. It's right off 422. Mm-hmm. Remember last time when we were, like, just, like, not paying attention to where we were going? We totally, like, passed it. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Don't do that. Yeah, don't. Don't get lost. Another event is in the uh, in November, the weekend after Thanksgiving. We'll be at Chessie Con. Chessie Con! Always at Chessie Con. It's our favorite place to be. Yeah. Lots of good friends. What about that other event? Right. So, we have something brand new to discuss. Yeah. The fifth annual Independent Authors Expo in Roselle, New Jersey. Yay! We are excited to do something like this. We always do, like, Comic-Cons or Mall-Cons and, you know... It'll be books. It's just books. Just books. Just Just books. People selling and buying books. And it's right near my sister's house. Yeah. So I'm going to get to see my little Gigi. So that's cool. Yeah, so we'll see Caitlin and John and little John. Yeah, it's not not that I don't still love my sister a lot, but Gigi sometimes eclipses her. I feel like that's more... Yeah. (laughs) That's on September 29th. Yep. So I don't know how much it is to get into this thing. Uh, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of details posted about it. I just know that we signed up, we got a table, we're going to be there with our lessican, and we're going to be selling books. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Be with yeah. other authors. Yeah. Authors are good people. Yeah, it's nice to, you know, meet some other authors, talk to other people about their process and stuff like that. And, you know, you just, you just hope that, you know, people aren't, aren't jerks. Yeah, I mean, most of the people <laughs> we've met at events aren't jerks. Like, no. the other vendors are not yeah. jerks. no, no. Uh, but, you know, our last event was at the Philly Comic Con, and uh, that was fun. Yeah, we, had a we good met time. Luke Cage! Yeah, we totally met Luke Cage. That was super awesome. And I also got to meet um, the gentleman that uh, played. Um... Satrakian? Yes. My brain is not 100%. Yeah, it's right. all right. Satrakian, and also he was in Harry Potter. I'll just put it in a post. I'll put the guy's name in a post and make him sound brilliant. He is brilliant. He was so <laughs> nice, me sound and brilliant. I and I really liked I really liked all of his portrayals of different characters on right. the screen yeah. and in Harry Potter, and also he was Game Walter Gray and Game of Thrones, right. and he was awesome in that, and he was a really nice guy. And and I get to meet uh, Carol, Carol Spinney, yeah. who played. Oh, I met Jonathan Franks too. 
Yes. Anyway, enough about us, because we are four minutes into talking about us. Let's talk about Solo. Okay, so this is why you should go see Solo. So, this movie is underperforming um, in the box office uh, compared to a lot of other movies that have come out this year. And listen, if you're strapped for cash, I totally get it. Because you probably saw Black Panther, Infinity War, Deadpool, um, and maybe something else, too. I feel like I saw another movie that's in that theater this year. Um, as well as Solo, you know? Yeah, I don't know. So, you know, you probably saw all these things, and then, you know... You're burned out. Yeah. It gets expensive. I understand. But I thought that the Solo movie was a lot of fun. It was fun. I'll give you that. First of all, I have to do a shout-out for myself again. Oh, yeah, um, this because, is awesome. Yeah, um, I happened to follow Chris Helmsworth on Instagram, and he had a shout-out to Ron Howard for directing the Solo movie. So I wrote, it's great, because I saw it the opening night, and Ron Howard wrote back to me on Instagram and said, thank you for going to see my movie on opening night. So that was amazing, because I've been a fan of his since I loved Splash when I was a little girl, and I still love Ron Howard, and I think he did a great job with this movie. I thought it was really fun. Um, I thought the characters were cool and interesting. Um, I Especially Donald Glover as uh, Lando Calrissian. Like, he just killed it. He was so much fun to watch. Really made, like, Lando an interesting, like, multi-layered character. Because um, you don't get to see a whole lot of him in, you know, episodes five and six. Like, he's in them, he definitely is an important part of the, of the story, but you don't get to know a whole lot about, like, his life or his backstory. Yeah, because so, in Empire, he kind of double-crosses Han. Yeah. Which he, we learn is kind of a trait of his. kind of the way he is, right. Um, and you should be expecting that. That's not a spoiler in, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, no. I absolutely loved how he kept calling Han Solo Han. Yeah. Like yep. Lando does. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, like, Han corrects him at one point, he's like, it's Han. But he totally ignores he him. He ignored him and kept going. Because he's like, and he had a closet full of space capes, which was just awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was just an awesome moment in the movie, because, of course, Lando would have a closet full of space capes. Um, I loved, so I loved oh, his oh, portrayal. Oh, and, and according to what I was saying, too, uh, in, in Jedi, you know, Han is a, he's a, he's a fighter. You know, he's really, he's, he's, you know, they're the ones who blew up the Death Star. Not yeah. Han, Lando. Lando. Jeez. No, he's yes. like in it. I mean, he's an important part of the story, but you don't get to really find out about who he is as a person so yeah. much, except that he can fly. But they're totally setting it up for a sequel. You yeah, know? and I think I think it's fun. I really enjoyed the way the characters played off each other. I think there's a lot more going on there. Um, the the fellow that plays Vision in the Avengers movies plays the villain in this one. Yeah. Um, and I thought he did a great job. He, he was, was very really good. interesting, like onage kind of like mobster guy. I just, he talks. I just hear Jarvis. You know, I just, I just, <laughs> no matter what happens, I just hear Jarvis. Now that could also be because in uh, every day in April, I watched a different, you know, Marvel movie, and Jarvis and then Vision, you know, show up in a lot of them. You yeah, know, getting ready for um, Infinity Wars, but. At least um, six that I can count off the top of my head. I thought yeah. Amelia Clark did an awesome job as Kira. Um, you know, she had kind of like an interesting role of being like a love interest, but also someone who was fighting for her own freedom, right? Um, and her own sort of place in the world. So she wasn't just like a helpless female no. character. She and that's and once again, we feel like that's something you should know going into this that that they were you know they grew up on a planet where they were in poverty and they just wanted to get out. Right. And, you know, I knew that based upon the commercials going into this also. But, but yeah, like, Han really has to struggle his whole life, and nothing's ever sort of given to him, and he doesn't have, 
like family, he has some friends, but even that, he doesn't know who he can trust most of the time, and he's put in a lot of dangerous positions from the time that he's a young man. Um, so, you know, he has a rough life. You can kind of see why he ends up being the way that he is. Um, this movie introduces uh, him to Chewie, so you get to see them meet for the first time and how he gets Chewie out of trouble, which was really cool. Yeah, and how and how they never say, you know, it's always been the kind of thing where it's like you, you really always felt like Chewie had like a life debt to Han. Well, no, they kind of helped each other out, and they're just, they're just bros. Yeah, you know? they just like... That's duck, so much better like than thinking other. Han had this, or I'm sorry, thinking Chewie had this like... You know, I, I never wanted to think of it like Chewie was to Han as Jar Jar was to Qui-Gon. Because ah! that's what everyone always said, the life debt thing. It's, they always said And then it yeah. was, episode one came out, and I was like, oh man, that just softens the whole deal. Because Qui-Gon, like, got that by pushing my CG character out of the, you know, out of the way of the tank. I mean, I don't have anything to say about Jar Jar Binks. That's nice. So Mesa's so spicy! Anything at all. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, I like that he and Chewie, like, helped each other. And, like, that he, you know, because Han had such a crazy, eclectic youth where he had to, like, make alliances where he could, he speaks some Wookiee, and he could understand Chewie and, and talk to him. Um, I love the that. Beginning, when they really, were ta- really cool. When he was talking Wookiee to yeah, him, that was so awesome. That was awesome. And um and it was interesting like because Han kinda wanted to be a pilot and a part of um, you know, the Imperial army and so he's a part of that for a while. Only as a way to get back to Korra. Right. Yeah. And to but and to and to become a pilot. Like he wanted to right. be officially recognized and like learn how to fly, which he you know, he got kicked out of the academy for being fresh, but that's Han, you know. When they they showed that line in the trailers when they said like, you know, I got kicked out of the academy for having a mind of my own i expected to see that i gotta say yeah i mean that could have been something that got left on the cutting room floor i'm it's sure, sure there's plenty of scenes that they couldn't build everything in but yeah you kind of see you know he sort of has the dice from the time that he's a kid so yeah. you see why that was meaningful to him right yeah um you get to find out like why the millennium falcon is a little bit more meaningful to him and right. also to lando which was really cool um and I just thought it was really fun. There were all these cool scenes with, like, different aliens, you know, at, like, parties and, like, at the place where they were gambling, which I love. I love, like, all those, like, little moments in Star Wars movies where you get to see, like, all these different creatures, you know, and you don't know their backstories or anything about them, but it's but you can see them and it helps your imagination to be sparked to but, see, like... And every time we've seen a bar, you know, we've seen in A New Hope, uh, Jabba's Palace... Uh, uh, I'm even going to go to this point and say Attack of the Clones when they go into that really dumb bar, but you see that intermixing of all those different cultures in yeah. one place. It's so cool to see all those different aliens. And yeah, all they the... just hang out. They figure each other out. And because this was real seedy places, like seedy like underground like kind of places, like you saw a lot of that in this movie, too. You saw a lot of different creatures. And you know what? It was a phenomenally great-looking movie. Yeah, it looked really cool. I thought it was funny. It, it was quick. It's definitely you know? funny. I was not bored once. Now, with that being said, I do want to play devil's advocate for a second and say that out of the four Star Wars movies that we've had in the last four years, it is my least favorite of the four. But something had to be on the bottom. 
Yeah, I don't know how I would rank them, to be honest. Like, I would have to think about it. Our I'm totally going to buy it and watch does. it, like, 20 times, you know? Yeah. I Chris, just, oh, Chris, yeah, he was on our 100th podcast. Yeah. He always puts up his order after yeah, every does, Star Wars movie. Which is really out. cool, because then it makes you think, like, how would I rank them? Um, you know, I, what I will say is, and I've, I've told Jeff this already, like, it isn't, it doesn't have that same sense of anticipation and fear that a lot of the other Star Wars movies do because you know that Han and Chewie and Lando are going to survive to the end of the movie. Like, nothing really bad can happen to them. But you so, didn't know that in Rogue One. And right, obviously... you don't know what's going to happen in Rogue come on, One. it's been two years. Jin Nobody and, lived. <laughs> right. Like, to Jin and her crew, you, do, you don't know... You didn't know the first time that you watched Star Wars if Luke was going to be okay. And, like, he, he loses his hand in Empire, like... Obi Wan dies in A New Hope. Yeah, you know? Obi Wan dies. And Look at Han Solo and in Force Awakens. You know, right? Yeah, like, and yeah, and like the new movies, you don't know who's going to make it to the end, but you knew in this one that at least the three main characters you were going to make it to the end. I kind of felt so, like Laura Dern was going to die in Last Jedi. Like I, I kind of felt like didn't. that. No? I was I was surprised. Although I loved the way that she went out. Like that was definitely one of my favorite Star Wars scenes ever, and caused me to curse in the theater. Um, but that anyway. was still. If you want information on that story. Should go back and listen to our uh, Last Jedi review because it was one of the. In our twenty-plus year friendship, we've watched thousands of movies together, and it was one of my favoriteest moments ever (laughs) in our friendship of watching cinema to hear Kristen cussing when there's no sound in the theater whatsoever. I know I was really amped. Now, how do you feel about what's going on with Star Wars right now? Because, like, we're Star Wars fans. We're going to go see Star Wars movies in the theater, you know? Totally. But. The Last Jedi had a lot of blowback from, let's face it, Nazis. You know? The, the Nazis are not into the Star Wars at all. Must because they're a bunch of bullies. I just feel like there's, there's fans out there, I guess, who I don't know what they want anymore. And I, I think it's very hard if you're, making, if you're trying to make like a good movie to please people who have an idea in their head of what they want to see. Um, because when you write... I mean, when I write my stories... I'm just writing for what I think the characters would be doing and what's going to happen to them. I'm not thinking about, like, how does so-and-so in, like, Vermont want Les's life to work out. (laughs) You know what I mean? But if you have, like, a big audience where people are very invested and have spent a lot of time thinking, like, oh, maybe Snoke is one of the kids that, like, didn't get killed by Anakin in the Jedi Temple, even though all of them got killed. But whatever, fine, people. You can make up your crazy stories. (laughs) Um, And then you're, like, very invested in that, and then you feel like you don't have a payoff. I mean... I guess I feel badly for those people, but at the same time, like, I think you have to have respect for the people that are crafting the stories, that they have a story to tell you that they want to share with you, and it's not always going to be the story that you want to hear, but then go write your own stories. Don't be angry. Yeah, write some fanfic. That, that, like, your expectations of what somebody else was writing didn't didn't match up, because why would they? I mean, I think it's very, very hard to... You can't please everyone. You just cannot. And if if you're writing to try to please people, you're not going to be writing good stories. So let me... I, I totally agree with everything you're saying right now. And I want to bring up three points really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is people complain that The Force Awakens was too much like A New Hope. Yeah. And then the same people complain that The Last Jedi was unlike any other Star Wars movie before because there wasn't the classic lightsaber battle, there was the space battle, there wasn't, there wasn't these classic elements that every Star Wars movie had. Nobody said, I am your father, like, Ray doesn't have parents that matter. I know. 
People were left out. So that, that was the, the first part. Right. And the second thing about writing is that, you know, and if you're listening to this and you and you want to get into writing yet, you're not going to please everybody, especially when you write, like, you know, we like Prison Dad is definitely an adult audience of, you know, science fiction fans that we're looking for, and that's a tough audience to sell to, and we do pretty well, but um, I always think of something my mom said. It was, like, Mother's Day, and we were sitting around my kitchen table, and she was helping us cut out stickers. Yeah. <laughs> it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We were cutting out stickers to go to ChessyCon. The first time right. we went to yeah, ChessyCon, yeah, yeah. the next day. And <laughs> the sticker said, what would Les do? And my mom was like, what would Les do? Because, you know, Les is always doing yeah. terrible things. And she goes, something awful. <laughs> it was so funny and so cute. She's been such a, like, great supporter. But she was right. I mean, Les is not a nice That's person. That's why it's funny, though. nice things. Like, because it's like, the, what would Jesus do? But it's like, yeah, it's, but it's Les. Like not. It's, it's like, yeah. you shouldn't do what Les does. So, you know, I completely, <laughs> I completely side with the side of the writers when it comes to these Star Wars movies that, that have come out, these last two Star Wars movies, because I like them. I really like them. I thought they were cool. I think it's cool that Ray doesn't have famous parents because it's trying to show you, like, the point was that anybody could be a hero. You don't have to have a lineage to be important. In, right. In that Skywalker blood, just like Luke, Luke even says it. Yeah. And it made, yeah, like, Luke feels like that made him more dangerous because he had expectations on himself that he should have been this great hero. And Ray just has an amazing talent. I mean, you know, there's people in the Olympics who have amazing talents and their parents weren't good in yeah. their sports. Like, yeah. My parents were awesome at sports and I am atrocious. Oh, yeah. So, you just, you know, I mean, I'm I think... blind! I'm blind! Call me a cab! I'm blind! I just feel like I really liked that you know, I, I was kind of expecting them to say her parents were somebody, but then when they said they're not, I was like, that's actually really cool. Because it lets anybody see themselves in that role. You know what I mean? And, and then also, I Ray think- felt defeated, and so did the audience. That was great. We felt what the character felt like. She's like, oh, my parents are nobodies. And I, so I'm like, I'm like, oh, like I feel like she feels. Yeah, That's parents, good writing. Her parents let her down and ditched her, and here she's got an amazing person who is totally like worth it. And listen, I'm like, I work in a dog rescue, so I see every day dogs that people just chucked and left for dead, who are awesome creatures. Yeah. And this is a person, I'm not trying to equate dogs with people, but, <laughs> you know, it's the kind of thing I see all the time and breaks my heart, like, when people devalue... No, but Ray was totally left for dead. Yeah, she was left for dead She, like she was left with Uncar, and, and who and made her a, work She's to a go, wonderful person that has amazing gifts yeah. and could possibly save the universe, which is awesome, you know? Like, that's so cool. And I think it was cool watching the solo movie because you kind of saw how Han came from garbage, too. Yeah. And that he, like, he didn't even have a last name. And his dad and his mom, like, weren't around anymore, but they worked really hard to just save his life. And he was, like, a slave, pretty much. Yeah. And he got out of that and got to be, like, a hero yeah. of of the rebellion. And I, yeah. I think those themes are things that people are, like, missing out on when they're so focused on how everybody has to be somehow related to Obi-Wan or Luke Skywalker. Right, yeah. exactly. Obi-Wan was supposed to be, like, a monk. So, like, I get it, people, that you had all these, like, cool ideas that Ray was going to be related to him, but, like, that's not who he was. He no. didn't have a wife. Yeah. Like, so move on. And why does Snoke have to be somebody? Why? He's just a bad guy. So, Who just kind of took dead. control so, okay, of, of what was, yeah, the remnant of the Empire. <laughs> All right, so wrapping this up, because we, yeah, because, you know, we said we're going to keep it short here. Yeah, we, we So, did. wrapping this up, 
you are cheating yourself if you don't see this movie on the big screen because my dog took you so mad at you yeah, right now. Right now, you hear that dog barking. <laughs> Yo, you you're cheating yourself because it was Star Wars and it was fun. It was really fun. And guys, there's this really cool scene where they show like the castle run and there's this really awesome Lovecraftian beastie. Yeah. That's just really fun to watch. And that's in the preview too, but seeing yeah. more of it though. Yeah, just seeing its creepy tentacles. And, and there's so much more. There's so many different layers to the the movie that we're not even discussing here because we're keeping it spoiler free. Because this is to motivate you to go see the movie. Yeah, go see it. Have a fun time. I promise. There's even a huge cameo. Yeah, you'll you'll see people who surprise you. Anybody that's a fan of the um, cartoon series. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are going to be really excited about it. All my friends at work that watch that were like, oh my god, this is so cool. They're going to tie everything together. So, guys, like, give it a chance. It's a really fun movie. And... And I hope they keep making more like this because, you know, I like the serious ones too, but it's really nice to see people just having fun in having the Star fun. Wars universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Especially at such always... a dark time during the Empire. Right. And this is or such early time in the Empire too, but the Empire is still taking things over. Well, right. That was very interesting as well. It, it was sort of like these different cartels, like yeah. drug cartels, like sort of fighting each other. Because you're not power. on the outer rim here, you know, you're yeah. in... So anyway. I don't know. But I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys give it a chance, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And you might decide it's it's not your favorite Star Wars movie ever, but there's always Jar Jar Banks, and to me, he's always going to be the worst. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so make sure you go to our uh, website, prisondad.com. Check out our books and stuff, and then... Uh, Check you out know, our other podcasts. Yeah, go on Facebook, you know, facebook.com slash prisondad. We're always posting evil squirrels and uh, con stuff and uh, all sorts of funny sci-fi stuff, so Yeah, guys, check and us we out. surprised everybody with our, like, stuffed squirrels at, you know, Philly Comic Con. Yeah. So if you're interested in coming out to meet us, you know, we'll have those stuffed squirrels on sale again. Yeah, and we'll have all those and, events uh, posted on our website and so forth and so on. And until next week... May the force be with you! And also with you. Same Catholics out there. <laughs> Twinsies.